We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and welcome to another edition of the Oregon Recruiting Hour. It is February 23rd, 2024, coming at you on a Friday afternoon from Long Beach, California. So if you guys haven't listened to or watched uh, the Oregon Rundown, or sorry, the Oregon Recruiting Hour. It's kind of a more general Oregon recruiting show where I like to throw in some of my latest thoughts on recruiting and some recent headlines that may be of note. So I'm going to go ahead and, and get into that today. But before I do that, if you guys are watching here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus, do me a quick favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. It takes only a second and is a great way to show your support of my work covering the Oregon Ducks. So greatly appreciate all of those of you out there that do that. So let's hop into our first topic of the day. And that is 2025 Tampa, Florida, Zephyr Hills, five-star DB DJ Pickett has locked in an official visit to Oregon on June 21st of this summer. This report comes from Steve Wiltfong, the director of recruiting for 247 Sports. He also reports that Pickett has locked in four total official visits. So Oregon is one of those kind of coming in late June. LSU is going to get the first official visit on June 1st. Georgia will get the next visit on June 7th. And then you also have Miami on June 14th. And then Wiltfong also reported that Florida and Florida State are uh, are incredibly involved as well in that recruitment. And I think this is a notable update because earlier this month, Pickett uh, released his top five schools, which is uh, another significant move when it comes to any recruiting process, right? So DJ Pickett dropped his top five schools and he is going to be working from um, from a top five that includes Oregon. So the fact that Oregon is in the mix here is obviously pretty significant. Um, 
He is going to be working from a top five of LSU, Oregon, Georgia, Michigan, and Miami. And he is one of the very best players in the entire country. Obviously, you hear that he's a five-star, so I'm going to go ahead and read off the rankings over on 247 Sports, the composite. He's rated a five-star, 0.9974, the number seven recruit in the entire country, the number three corner and the top player in the Sunshine State, a.k.a. Florida, 41 reported scholarship offers, and he comes in at 6'2", 170 pounds. He's had one of the more interesting recruitments of late. I haven't seen a lot of quotes from DJ Pickett, but what do we do? What we do know is that he's taken a couple trips out to Oregon and he recently made the cross country trip in uh, early February, earlier this month, the second of Oregon's two junior day visits. So I think the fact that he's taken multiple trips out to Eugene is obviously positive momentum for the Ducks. Um, Chris Hampton and Dan Lanning, the rest of that defensive staff, they're as heavy hitters, as big a heavy hitter as most staffs in the country. Um, Chris Hampton has some really good juice uh, as a recruiter after signing Aaron Flowers and Kingston Lopa in the secondary. Obviously, Flowers is an All-American from the 2024 class. And then you got guys like Kobe Savage, um, Brandon Johnson also in the fold, and then Jabbar Muhammad and, and Cameron Alexander from the portal. So Oregon's been attracting some pretty serious talent from the secondary. And I think they also have, they do have, I don't think they do have momentum recruiting the state of Florida here in the 2025 cycle. They have a commitment from elite wide receiver, Dallas Wilson uh, out of Tampa Bay tech. I want to say it is, um, I don't know why, I don't know why I always get that mixed up, but Tampa Bay tech out in Florida, he's one of the best wide receivers in the country. He's already committed. And then you also have a commitment from, um, Melbourne, Florida, U Galley, interior offensive lineman, Chavez, Sam and Thompson. So this is the most momentum I would say that Oregon's had recruiting the state of Florida in quite a while. Um, they did get Janoris Wilson, an offensive lineman out of Lakeland, Florida this past cycle. But if you're just looking at the tape here on the screen, DJ Pickett can do it all. Uh, I think two, four, seven, at least when Wilt Fong tweeted about him, they tweeted about him as an athlete. So this is a guy who is listed. I've seen him listed as a safety. I've seen him talked about as a corner. I've seen some really impressive clips from the seven on seven circuit. Another top guy with California power um, making some plays as a wide receiver. So this, this is kind of as good as it gets. I've seen other phrases like one of one mentioned with DJ Pickett. So the fact that Oregon is in the top five here, the final five for DJ Pickett is Really, really notable, I think. Way too early to make a prediction on this one. I think that LSU, on the surface at least, kind of seems to be the team with a lot of momentum in his recruitment right now. But every school that I've mentioned, uh, I think, is going to have a realistic shot here. And, and this one doesn't feel like it's one that is anywhere near finished. Um, this wouldn't be a recruitment that would surprise me if it went to the early signing period or even the, the late traditional February signing period. If you're talking about a top 10 caliber player, you're really in that kind of rare air of somebody who can push your recruitment past the traditional um, timelines or traditional dates that we've seen laid out in the past. And I'm going to be talking about some some proposed changes or at least some changes to the recruiting calendar 
that are in discussion right now um, a little bit later on in the show. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. As, as far as Oregon, the rest of Oregon's 2025 class, you don't have any DBs in the fold yet. You only have one guy in the fold on defense, and that's De La Salle edge rusher Matthew Johnson. I'm really, really excited about him when it comes to just how he fits into that defense with the Ducks, um, playing for Tosh Lapoy and Dan Landing. I love his ability as a pass rusher and, and just his overall athleticism. I think that only adds to the versatility that he presents to you as a, a member of your front seven. So DJ Pickett going to be taking his official visit out to Oregon uh, on June 21st. So that's kind of the, the main update that we have on, on his recruitment right now. But Oregon is really recruiting a lot of serious, serious talent um, in the secondary. Uh, and when, what would you expect? That's become the norm to at least go after these top, top guys. DJ Pickett's going to be in Eugene June 21st. So that is super, super notable. Ducks are also recruiting Fahim Delaney, the number one safety in the country out of only Maryland. Our Lady Good Counsel, he was in Eugene not too long ago for another one of those junior day visits. Uh, I think Ohio State's probably the team to beat there. That's kind of the one that looks like they have the most buzz in this recruitment, and they're off to a really good start. You also have Trey McNutt, who is a top safety out of the Cleveland area. He's an athlete as well that was on campus in Eugene recently. So there are so, so many big names, so many elite safeties or corners that, that Oregon's going after. And I think that that's really a, a group where Oregon can kind of make a statement recruiting in 2025 because there is just so much talent that they're doing really well for. And I think that's where you want to try to keep improving, just getting elite talent in the back end of your defense. It hasn't, there hasn't been a lack of talent in Oregon secondary, but I think especially when you're looking at how 2024 is shaping up, I think Brandon Johnson only has one more year. Kobe Kobe Savage only has one more year. Jabbar Muhammad only has one more year. So you, it's important to continue recruiting these elite, high-level high school guys because those are the ones that are going to ideally be in your program long-term. And um, I don't think that Oregon's relying on the transfer portal too much. I feel like they have one of the healthier balances in the sport. But like I just said, you do have a lot of guys that aren't necessarily going to be with you for a long, long time, um, just kind of one-year guys this upcoming season. So it's important to continue stocking up that secondary. And that's exactly what Chris Hampton and the ducks are doing with their recruitment of a guy like DJ Pickett. Also worth mentioning that they're recruiting Jaden Hudson, a, a really good all American safety out of Pittsburgh, California, Northern California. Um, and, and I would not be surprised if they are the team to beat once again in that recruitment. Rolling right along here. Let's talk about our second story, our second point of the day. 2024 San Juan Capistrano, J. Sarah Catholic linebacker Madden Ferremo dropped his top four schools on Friday, and Oregon made the cut. Little surprise there, but Oregon is going to find themselves going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Notre Dame, USC, and Ohio State in this big, big-time recruitment out West here in the 2025 cycle. Uh, it doesn't look like he has a decision timeline, at least not publicly that we know of, but those are the four schools, Notre Dame, Ohio state, USC, and Oregon. And Madden Faramo is one of those names that I've always known about out here in SoCal and on the West coast. But 
I've never seen him in person, unfortunately, and I haven't interviewed him before, but I always knew he was one of those kind of higher rated guys out there that I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon was on his radar because they had offered him. But to give you guys a little quick rundown of, of kind of where he is at as a recruit, the 247 Sports Composite has him as a four-star, 0.9789, number 38 player in the country, the number four linebacker in the 25 class, and the number three recruit in all of California. 19 reported scholarship offers coming in at six foot three, 230 pounds. And if you guys are watching some of this tape on YouTube, this guy flies around. That this was some really, really good tape, just seeing him all over the place, defending the pass, defending the run, also some ability to get after the quarterback as well, disrupting the pass there, batting down a pass. Um, I, his lateral quickness is one of the things that stood out the most to me, um, and that's certainly really important when you're looking at the kind of linebackers that the Ducks have recruited in, in recent cycles, right? I think all three of the guys they got in 2024, Dylan Williams, Kamar Matuti, Braden Platt, all those guys are really athletic sideline to sideline linebackers that can run and really cover the pass. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research before today's pod and, and read from Greg Biggins, my guy there at 247 Sports. He, he, he informed me in his little piece, his analysis on Madden's profile that he was a converted safety. He started off as a safety and I think that those are always interesting guys to look at because they move really, really well. Um, look at Jeffrey Bossa, Jamal Hill, guys like that. Justin Williams, for those of you guys that remember the 2024 class, he ended up at Georgia, but Oregon was really in on him, a top linebacker out of Texas. So Madden Faramo is, is a super intriguing prospect. He plays with a ton of fire, a lot of physicality. I kind of see some similarities between him and Kingston Villiamu Asa, the 2024 Notre Dame linebacker signee. He played at St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California, also a school in the Trinity League. So when you're just looking at the caliber of competition that Madden Framo is going against every single week during the regular season, it's the best of the best. And you're seeing a lot of highlights here um, with, with Sierra Canyon as well. They were a heavy hitter last year with guys like Xavier Jordan, USC wide receiver commit, UCLA wide receiver commit, Quasi Gilmer, uh, Gilmer, excuse me. Um, they also had uh, Eugene Brooks, I want to say. He was a big-time offensive lineman um, that actually ended up at Oklahoma, and he was in the top 100. So I just named off a bunch of blue-chip guys uh, on Sierra Canyon last year. And then you also have Wyatt Becker, the quarterback committed to Utah that we're seeing in some of these highlights. So I think that Madden might be a little bit faster than Kingston, just, just based off of looking at the the tape. But if, if Oregon can land Madden for Amo, that would be huge. And I can't help but be confident in where they stand in this recruitment, even though I'm being completely honest with you guys, I haven't heard a lot of Intel or a lot of buzz on Madden for Amo. And the reason that I think Oregon's in a really good spot is because they've just recruited defensive guys out West at such a high level. And they're landing a lot of really elite linebackers. It's kind of like a specialty linebacker um, front seven guy for Dan Lanning. So if they want him, I think they can make it happen. But all that said, I think on the surface, maybe, maybe Notre Dame would be the leader here in this recruitment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Given how well they're recruiting, they have the number one class in the country right now for 2025. And obviously they recruited Kingston uh, out of SoCal and, and he was the top linebacker in SoCal last year or in all of California, actually. And they've put a lot of really good linebackers in the league. As for USC, they're right there in the backyard, right? I wrote this on Ducks Digest if you guys haven't read it already, but USC is right there in the backyard. So I think that they're obviously going to be involved, but they haven't been much of a threat to Oregon on the recruiting trail, especially for defensive talent. Um, And Lincoln Riley is kind of going through an interesting recruiting philosophy shift, recruiting philosophy shift. That was a little bit of a tongue twister for me out there uh, in Los Angeles, right? USC has come to be known as a school that really relies heavily on the transfer portal. That that was part of the reason that they were as successful as they were right off the bat under Lincoln Riley. You got Caleb Williams to follow you over from Oklahoma, but then you kind of ran into some problems last year because you didn't have a defense and there were, there were some great pieces on that defense. Don't get me wrong, but we just, I feel like the, the, the cat's out of the bag at this point that portal schools don't succeed the best schools, at least not long-term look at, I think USC as of right now is a portal school, but they're doing the right things to put a new emphasis on recruiting high school players. They got a whole new defensive staff led by Dan, uh, D'Anton Lynn, the new defensive coordinator who comes over from UCLA So they're doing the right things, but they have some work to do to kind of get back into the high school recruiting rankings the the way that they are fully capable of doing as 
a school with their brand, going to the Big Ten and, and all of that. So I think USC is doing the right things, but they still have some work to do. And then Ohio State, just to talk about them, another finalist here for Madden Faramo, that's about as big a recruiting power as you'll find. I mean, Oregon did beat them in the recruiting rankings for 247. They finished at number three, did the Ducks. Uh, in 2024, and I want to see where Ohio State finished, but I know Oregon finished ahead of them. So Oregon was number three in the composite rankings, and then Ohio State's right there at number five uh, with, with four or five stars. So they are definitely an elite recruiting power, and Oregon has gone against them a decent amount, I think. They're, they're mentioned in the same air quite a bit when it comes to top recruits nationally at least with a lot of these top lists coming out, maybe not as many head-to-heads. But Ohio State's one of the best recruiting powers out there, and they they send a lot of guys to the league as well. And Oregon's starting to do that more and more. I think that with Justin Jacobs coming back and Jeffrey Bossa coming back, those guys are, are really going to raise their draft stock here in 2024. But those are just kind of some of the factors um, that that I'm kind of weighing here when it comes to recruiting. And then more specifically, we're trying to highlight Madden Faramo, but Oregon has dominated Southern California recruiting. Uh, and they're also going after Noah McHale out of Bonita high school and, and Laverne. He's another big time linebacker uh, that I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon's able to get uh, in the fold when all is said and done. So like Dylan Williams and Kamar Matuti last year, maybe that's this year's duo from SoCal for Oregon at linebacker is, Madden Faramo and uh, and Noah McHale because we all know that Oregon has to recruit nationally or at least at the very least outside of the state of Oregon. And I mean, California has really proven to be their most fertile recruiting ground, their, their best pipeline state without a doubt. And then you also have Texas as well. Another linebacker that's maybe worth mentioning is, is Zadrius Rainey Sale, uh, the recent Washington decommitment out of Spanaway, Washington. Bethel High School. Uh, he was committed to the Huskies, but then after Kalen DeBoer took the job at Alabama, he decided to back off his commitment and kind of rethink things. And then Dan Lanning was quick to jet up to Washington and uh, get to see him during the contact period. So we're getting a better feel here now on, on Oregon's linebacker targets here in 2025. I think where it's going to be a little bit harder to get a good, good feel is along the D line because I've said before the crop of talent out West just isn't really where it has been uh in the past and certainly not where it was in, in 2024 you don't have your aiden breland and your jericho johnson in the state of california that's why oregon got a guy like matthew johnson because he to them and i think he's one of the better defensive linemen out west maybe he's not super highly rated but you've got to get those top guys that are at least closer to your area uh, and i think they can be good foundational pieces but you also have them going after Trajan Odom at North Carolina. He's a big-time defensive lineman that I feel really good about Oregon's chances with, but we'll have to see what happens there. So we'll continue to follow that and, and see what uh, what the board's ultimately looking like on defense. All right, welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, coming to you guys on a Friday afternoon. It is cloudy here in Long Beach, but the vibes are still high and I appreciate you guys tuning in. A uh, reminder to drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And then uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtorosports. Just hit 15k over on the 
the good old Twitter. So thank you to you guys that, that follow me there. This is our last topic for today's show. We're talking about the signing period because this is a super interesting development. There could be some changes coming to the college football recruiting calendar, according to a new report, a new story out there from the athletics, Nicole Auerbach. Uh, she does tremendous work covering college football, and I'm sure you guys definitely know her name if you're a college football fan. Um, I'll try to boil it down here to kind of the specifics, but it sounds like there could be uh, a change to the December early signing period. This year, it was between the 18th and the 20th of December, I want to say, but it looks like there's at least some early discussion to move that the December signing period to earlier in the month. Maybe, you know, December 4th was kind of the date that was floated out there for, for this specific instance in 2024. So it'd be December 4th, 2024 for the 2025 recruiting class. Uh, Auerbeck also states that the signing period would last between um, three and seven days. Uh, I'm sharing my screen here on YouTube, and then now I'm getting getting hit with the uh, account deal um, that I don't have. So maybe I need to get an athletic account, but I'm definitely just trying to let you guys know where I'm getting my stuff from and then just have a good conversation around it. But um, yeah, three to seven days is, is what I remember from the initial report. Um, and this is interesting because if you think about it, December is by far and away the most the single most chaotic month on the college football calendar. And college football is a year-round sport, whether you're talking about the games being played on the field, uh, spring football, spring practice, fall camp, uh, recruiting's 24-7. You guys know that. I obviously know that. So if you're looking at December, you have conference championship weekend. You have the end of the regular season. And what coincides with the end of the regular season? The coaching carousel. So coaches are getting fired, coaches are getting hired, and then also right around conference championship weekend, you have the opening of the NCAA transfer portal. And then on top of all of that, you have the early signing period. I mean, there is just so much going on in the sport, and I think this could be a good development for the sport because there is just so much going on. Like I think when you look at this chaotic month and how the NCAA hasn't really been able to do much in terms of just putting some guardrails in place. <clears throat> I, I think this is a change that could make things a lot easier for coaches. I know the discussion recently has been how college football is losing a lot of top minds, a lot of top coaches to the NFL. And I think something like this, I'm not saying it's going to be a massive game changer, but it, it's, it kind of feels like you're at least throwing the coaches a bone here, throwing these recruiting departments a bone here. Like, hey, we'll help you out a little bit and try to keep this thing a little bit more um, structured. And that's ultimately, I think, what it is. And this would help the, the story also. Um, I'll see if I can drop a link for it, but you guys should definitely give it a read. The story also talks about the main aim of this being to try to avoid the overlap with the transfer portal. So not only are coaches trying to keep their seniors that are about to sign in the fold, they're also trying to close on some of the other seniors that are top priorities but haven't committed yet. And then they're also trying to weigh their options in the transfer portal. So there's just so much going on. I feel like that point is, is very clear at this point. But I think this would be good 
for the sport just to kind of slow things down a little bit um, and, and just make it a little bit more structured and clear cut about the, the timelines and everything and the, the deadlines. Um, the, the February signing period would stay the same uh, is what this scenario looks like. But the, the last interesting note here is that they're also considering uh, a summer signing period, uh, which would either be in June or August. And um, it would both start and end before the senior season starts for said recruits. And that one's interesting because then you can sign. And a lot of these guys um, that I'm talking to now, 2025 recruits that I'm talking to right now, they're currently juniors in high school, but they're headed into their senior year. And we know that the 24 class is all wrapped up. So the 25s in, in my mind are effectively seniors. And a lot of them want to have their college football commitments and in effect, their recruitments wrapped up before their senior year starts. So I think for guys that know where they want to go and they just want to wrap up the process, they don't want to have to deal with coaches constantly calling them, you know, giving out interview, maybe that's a little bit different, but, you know, giving out interviews like, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Um, and all of that, I think this is a good opportunity for them to just kind of, hey, wrap it up and uh, get the process over with a little bit earlier if, if that's kind of what you're looking for. So it seems like that one doesn't have as much traction because the main story, the main focus of that story was the the early signing period moving ahead of those conference title games and the transfer portal opening. So I think it's, it's kind of a breath of fresh air, right? I think for me as a journalist, the, the chaos is, is kind of good for me, right? Because it's more to write about. Uh, there's more attention on your, on your stories, more clicks and, and more hype, but for the sport overall, and then certainly for these colleges and these players, I think it gives them a little bit more structure. Uh, I'm kind of thinking of it like bumper lanes a little bit, uh, and bowling when it comes to the recruiting calendar. So I think it's good overall. I think it's helpful. Um, especially when, like, I was just remembering this past year covering Oregon, um, football, I was out in Vegas, but I was to cover the conference championship game between Oregon and Washington. But you also kind of had to keep your ear to the ground for any recruiting intel or any scoop, uh, because the signing period was just in a couple weeks after that, the, the month of December is kind of kicking off. It was December 1st this past year. And then right after that, you have early signing periods. So it's, it's pretty crazy that that's kind of where things are at, but I think overall, this is a, a good move. If it does end up happening for the sport of college football, um, let me know what you guys think down in the comments below on, on this, on this development on Oregon recruiting. Maybe you have some thoughts on Madden for and, and DJ Pickett, where the ducks are at in 2025. I want to hear about all of it. Uh, feel free to drop a mailbag question in the description as well in the comments. I want to get you guys uh, more involved in the show. I'm thinking about maybe trying to do some live streams. I haven't done that in a long time, but for whatever reason, I feel like they've been very hit and miss with my audio. And um, if I have to go the pre-recorded route to, to get you guys the best quality product and you're able to hear me, then that's what we'll have to do. But I've had success in the past with the live streams. Um, I love being able to engage with you guys in real time. And then I just went I, I go on live streams like with Ryan Winter um, pretty frequently and, and th that works out. So still trying to troubleshoot there and see what's going on, but uh, I'll make sure to keep you guys updated. But uh, that'll do it for today's episode of the podcast. Like the video, subscribe to the channel and um, make sure to follow me on all social media platforms at mTorresports on both Twitter and Instagram. You can read me over on ducksdigest.com. 
and then share the show, share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. But um, everybody have an awesome weekend, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.